0: Hello, howdy everyone, and also hello November. My name is Mrs. McCutcheon, and welcome to today's episode on Science Groove, where we will be discussing a current catastrophic event that is raging a little closer to my home than I would like. Currently living in Phoenix, Arizona, I've come to know what a hot, dry summer can feel like, compared to that muggy, sticky summer of good old Texas. And when I say dry, I mean cracked lips, flaky skin kind of dry. Imagine strong winds ripping through the air, kicking up dust, and leaving the ground hard and hot. Now, you may be wondering why am I talking about the hot, dry climate of Arizona, and how it relates to catastrophic events. Well, if you remember, we've talked about different types of natural disasters, some that plagued various regions compared to others. For instance, remember that huge, monstrous wave that raised over Indonesia years ago? That catastrophic event is one that's hard to be forgotten, because tsunamis definitely leave their mark, which is true of all the other types of catastrophic events, such as tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, and we can't forget about volcanoes. So once again, where was I going with dry air, hot temperatures, and strong winds and something that rages? Well, if you were staying up to date on the current news, you would know that Arizona's neighbor California is currently battling a catastrophic event that unfortunately loves the dry brush of Cali. So what could those be? Well, you've guessed it, wildfires. Over the past three weeks, 101,000 acres have been burned in California due to the spread of wildfires. Currently, there are somewhere around 14 fires burning in the state of California, with some doing significantly more damage than others. Today, I want to shed light on a couple of the current fires that are spreading, how they were started if it is known, how much land they've engulfed, the amount of damage they have caused, and to what level they have been contained. <clears throat> the Kincaid Fire is currently the largest fire, and it started on October 23rd and has been active for eight days now. The fire is still under investigation as to how it began, but it has now burned roughly 78,000 acres. 352 structures have been destroyed and 55 structures have been damaged, along with four people being injured. The California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection have contained around 68% of the fire and are optimistic that weather conditions will help to contain the remaining burning area soon. The Getty Fire started on Monday, October 28th, after a tree branch fell and landed on power lines which created sparks that were taken by strong winds and ignited the surrounding dry brush. As of the recent update, 745 acres have been burned, but 66% of the fire has been contained. Of the area affected, 10 residents have been destroyed, 15 have been damaged, but there have been no other injuries. So what can we do to prevent um, these wildfires from taking place? Now, I don't know about you, but looking at the photos and watching videos of the glowing landscapes sends chills down my spine. Think about waking up in the middle of the night to a fire crawling down towards my house or having to drive through those flying embers just terrifies me. So what are the causes of these burning disasters? And then what can people do to prevent them? So the first cause would be climate change. Man, who would have guessed that? Warmer temperatures in recent years have caused drier conditions, which don't allow for the needed snowpack in those mountains. That leads to the drier brush. So when we have no snowpack, it isn't able to to melt and then feed our vegetation. So we just have drier bu- bushes. Second issue are, are the winds. California has some wild winds. In the south, they're the Santa Ana. In the north, they call them the Diablo winds. And these winds can reach up to 80 miles per hour. So carrying an ember is really easy in that area. Third of all, we have the suppression of fire. Now, you might remember suppression means to keep from having to not allow, and that may sound odd about fires, right? Well, actually, some trees need fire in their life cycle to be able to continue to grow and to be able to sprout new trees. And so instead, since we're scared of these fires, we don't want them to get out of hand, we have discontinued, not allowed them to happen. Um, And unfortunately, that's caused even more growth of wildfires because unwanted trees have been taken up in that area, and unfortunately, they're more easily burned. And lastly, you may have guessed it, is humans. Of course, we're part of the problem, and actually the leading cause of fires. Some of the ways that we contribute is by having poor infrastructure at power lines, just like the Getty's fire, which was started by power lines causing a spark when a tree fell, Um, carelessly throwing cigarette butts out of moving cars, setting off fireworks in some areas where it's too dry, leaving fires unattended, not properly putting them out, or burning debris when it's windy. Um, driving vehicles that cause sparks due to low tires or dragging parts; um, those are all ways that humans contribute to the start of wildfires. So, in conclusion, what can we do to be better, um, better suited to handle these fires or prevent them? So, you know, in conclusion, being educated is the best way to prevent wildfires, which is why I chose to talk about this specific natural disaster. Catastrophic events are just things; um, aren't just things that we read about in the news or see on TV, and they can happen in your backyard just like it is happening to our California neighbors. Um, By becoming educated about the types of events that take place in your state or those on the other side of the world, you can better respond and take action to prevent them or know the proper ways to respond when they do occur. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the discussion on catastrophic events and see the importance of being educated. Hope you keep staying in that science groove.